Hi guys, thank you for joining us. Obviously, it's Danny here and I'm with Mandy. Me and Mandy used to work together and I thought she'd be great to come on this series because she is a business owner, a mama, and just all-round great personality. So I will let Mandy introduce herself and tell everyone a little bit more about you. All right, so obviously my name is Mandy. Um, I'm originally from South Africa. We moved over to England about four years ago, almost five years now, and um, got into Bracewick um, photography first and met all these wonderful, lovely people, especially Danny. Loved her from the, from the moment, from get-go. <laughs> and uh, I think that was my, my introduction to the whole of England, really, because you see so much of the country, you meet so many people. And um, yeah, it was it was a lovely way to be introduced to all the, the the new things, right? And then come along, baby. And then, as you can see, my face is a little bit wonky and weird today. <laughs> come bells palsy. Um, so I'm still dealing with that. And yeah, still on maternity leave. Thank goodness. So yeah. I just kind of breeze through a few things and yeah, trying to juggle managing the your own business on the side it's a, it's a little challenging <laughs> yeah 100 percent. i i definitely used like my maternity leave to be like right i cannot keep doing everything it's too much so yeah um, definitely yeah so i've gone part-time um with my business now and where are you at are you with braiswick still i am still with braiswick yeah so I should be going back somewhere in December, I think. But yeah, my maternity didn't quite work out the way I wanted, <laughs> just because COVID. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, so now that we can at least get out more and stuff, I've been able to do more shoots and things. But still mm -hmm. more tricky with a with a little baby than than you expect it to be. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. I think. Tell me about how you think COVID has impacted your maternity leave. Like, what was it ideally that you'd hoped for? I, I wanted to have, like, the first three months recovering from just giving birth. Yeah. Just getting back to some sort of normal me and then taking her with me on more shoots and, you know getting back into my own business and trying to push that as much as I could right because mm -hmm. now I'd love to rather just do that and take her everywhere with me instead of leaving her somewhere and <laughs> going yeah. off on a job you know and then well in some ways COVID was actually pretty good to us really good to us because now, now Johan works at home permanently and um, so he helps me a lot with her especially on days when I shoot, then he looks after the whole day, which yeah. <laughs> is pretty cool. And, um, but on the other side, then like when COVID first hit, like, okay, now you're not allowed to go out. You're not allowed to see other people. You can't get into contact with people, um, any of that. And that as a photographer, that limits you incredibly. And since I do all sorts and especially underwater too, that was completely out of the question. So, <laughs> and for that, it's like, where, where where do you go if you do do a shoot? You can do outdoors, but do they want to 
be yeah. close to you. <laughs> so you've got all these extra bits to think about and now you're trying to just stay out of trouble too. And then on top of that, like just a week after giving birth, my face went paralyzed on one side. Now that's an added extra of stress because I don't want people to be looking at my face. I don't I don't want to feel like I'm the focus. Like other yeah. people should be the focus, not me. And um so thank goodness for maternity leave, not having to deal with children or schools or anything like that. So yeah. that was good. Yeah, I think there were pros and cons to it all. But only like only now do I really have the confidence going back out, meeting people, doing jobs and explaining what's going on with my face. Though most people don't really know that something has happened to me now anymore. No, uh, I was going to be honest, like because I have you on social media, I know about it. Mm. Obviously, because you've pointed it out, I notice it. But mm. I actually don't think that it's as noticeable anymore, like when it first happened to you. Like, could you, if, if you're up for it, would you tell me more of like how that came about? Was it through uh, birth or after birth? Like, I don't know much about it, so I don't want to be ignorant to it. No, no, that's fine. I didn't know a single thing about this until it happened to me. So, um, and now I do, I do recognize that it's it's much better. So, if you don't know about it, you wouldn't realize it looking at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you do know about it, you notice certain things um, that maybe aren't the same as you would expect other people's mouths to move and stuff like that. Um, but basically. A week after I gave birth, and they they did end up saying that it was because of the birth that it happened. Um, I started having symptoms in the morning, and then suddenly, like this whole side just went paralyzed, and um, it drooped down, (laughs) and like I couldn't eat properly. I couldn't. I had to drink through a straw because everything came like dribbling out everywhere. Mm. Um, Like I couldn't blink. This eye wouldn't blink with this one um whenever i i I eat or i chew or whatever the whole face would pull to one side um or smiling like it would just all go completely skew um so it was very scary like i was so scared that my face would stay that way and then only like only when they explained how long it would take to recover but that you would recover did i start feeling better about it but yeah, basically it was like there was so much stretch, so much stress on my body um, in in the few days before labor and the labor day that it was it was too much for my body to handle. Mm-hmm. And then after all of that, I went out the next Sunday and I did hair and makeup for a wedding. <laughs> Mental. <laughs> and then, and then, and um, came back in the next morning, ta-da, hello, you know. But um, <laughs> I felt fine. I felt yeah. completely fine. And, um, yeah, clearly not. But um, so they, they said that anywhere between six weeks and who knows when is what your recovery would be. So yeah, I think do facial exercises and all sorts of muscle stuff just to get it back to normal. <laughs> I know. I, I think it's incredible that you've had that to deal with on top of being a new parent as well because being a parent 
and especially in the beginning is hard enough anyway and then worrying about your own health and having to like I guess take time out to focus on getting your exercises done so that you can eat and drink properly it must have been like so tough yeah I think you kind of you you immediately have to decide how you are going to deal with it right so I I had one or two days where I just sat in the kitchen and I cried and yeah. I don't want to I don't want to go through this I don't want to look like this I want to take normal pictures with me and my new baby girl mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, then I thought okay well get over it now <laughs> we need to be dead <laughs> so and then you kind of you just have to adapt and whatever you need to do throughout the day that's what you focus on every morning <laughs> okay this 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 yeah. done <laughs> you know so but yeah it's 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 quite hard on top of be knowing what you're doing with anything <laughs> yeah 100% so where would you say you're at with your recovery and where like ideally do you want to be in the future um well most people that 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 have gone through this with me like every week now tend to say that I'm around about like 98% I feel like I'm around like 25 <laughs> mm-hmm. um I, I basically have two main muscles down, down there, sorry, um, over there and up there that need to relax mm-hmm. and um, just start working again. Um, and then that's that's it for me. Then it's just working on symmetry, you know, letting the smile go the same <laughs> at the same time on both sides, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So, I mean, to be honest, I don't even have a symmetrical smile myself and I haven't gone through what you've gone through, so your smile looks great. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's small little things like that, that that I'm used to, right? So it's just like when when I'm smiling, not to have the one eye close up more than the other eye like it is right now. You know, yeah. so small things like that. But then once that, those two muscles relax, that that should be it for me, which I have no idea how long that's going to take. Feel like it's been weeks since i've seen <laughs> something yeah. else happen but yeah yeah i've had some really good support to be honest really good support yeah and you've got like the right mental attitude for it as well i think you you had obviously there's going to be bumps in the road and you have a cry and things perhaps aren't progressing as fast as you like but like you said you know you're mm-hmm. doing what you can every day and it's definitely works, but I definitely feel like it's not completely noticeable. It's only because I know you that I notice. Yeah, thank you. Well, I think that's why it's easier for me going out now nowadays because at first when I went out and even just getting a coffee, I would notice everyone looking at me for like two seconds oh. longer than anyone used to before. Yeah. <laughs> that made me very self-conscious, whereas now, you know, you're just another person. It's like, oh, yeah. Great, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that must have really knocked your confidence as well. Like, mm-hmm. it must have been difficult to deal with, even though everyone looks different anyway, so they shouldn't be staring, but people do, don't It's okay. I mean, I don't mind people asking. It's just you you feel like you, you know why they're looking, mm-hmm. and you're, you're not explaining to them what, what they're looking at. <laughs> <That's- Yeah. laughs> 
uh, I would love to know more as well about your underwater photography because number one, I love it. It looks amazing. Number two, I know nothing about how to do that myself. I've never done it. It's <laughs> one style of photography I've yet to do apart from dunking my phone in the pool that's waterproof and taking a picture. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a lot of fun. Honestly, um, the first time I, I got a chance at, at trying the underwater photography was here in England. Funny mm. enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to basically buy an underwater housing for my camera mm -hmm. and I had to buy a new camera. <laughs> so lots of cash right there. But um, I think as a starter kit, I think that's all you need. Mm -hmm. um, and you can build up from there. It's actually pretty easy compared to your outdoor photography or your studio photography, I think because um, a you you only have like your lens set at one specific place you can't you can't be zooming in and out with your lens uh, in the water. Um, you put it in the way you want it in in the housing and that's it right and um, you basically just change your aperture if you need to or your ISO preferably not if you can that makes yeah. a lot of brain and um, and it's just it's all down to your subject because everything looks the same underwater except for what they're wearing and what they're doing with their body. So the hardest thing about underwater is your, 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 your couple, your person that you're photographing, right? And that's what I do, people underwater. Yeah. So a lot of people do dogs and all sorts, right? But <laughs> I'm not advanced enough for that. <laughs> but... Um, it's a, it's a lot of fun with people because you can you can do so much with it. I put them in really pretty dresses and yeah, clothing. And um, today I had a couple, so it was the guy and the girl. And she had a really flowy yellow dress. Oh, I love it. oh my gosh, I love that sort of thing. Right, so very like fairy vibe. <laughs> yeah, I say very. It's lovely. I do love your shots. So where do you find the locations to do these photo shoots? Like, do you need to get permission from pool owners? Is it private? Do you, like, go to gyms near you? It just fascinates me, this topic. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, actually, that is probably the hardest thing about it all. Because I would preferably want to be shooting out in the ocean, right? Mm -hmm. Or um, in a big outdoor pool, preferably something in your, in your yard, right? But yeah. that's just not something you can do in England, especially in winter. So I've had to <laughs> try and find people who have an indoor or outdoor pool that's heated and that is willing to rent it out to me per hour. Mm -hmm. That has proven to be very difficult. I've gone through three different pools already. So um, because they all have different rules and things that you want that they want you to stick by to as well and they all charge you a different rate and it's not like i know what what they should be charging me so i just go with it the first lady charged an hour the next was like a hundred an hour wow. and then now it's like 50 pounds an hour <laughs> yeah Which i can deal with that right um but yeah so basically i found all three of these people on airbnb because i myself do hosting on airbnb so I have really good ratings, so yeah. hopefully when I 
approach people they're like oh, okay you're actually a judge okay it's fine yeah come over come have a look <laughs> we can yeah. see what, what we can do so yeah uh, so interesting like it's good that you've been able to work through it because I guess like doing underwater photography somewhere like Australia or America where everyone seems to have their own pool or mm. things like that probably would be a lot easier but I guess you're just rolling the dice every time and hoping that you find a pool that will happily just accept you over and over again. Yeah exactly and mm. I think it's like especially with indoor pools you have a lot less light to deal with. And that already is a big problem because now you're automatically dealing with more and more noise. Yeah. And so if you can't find a pool that at least has big open windows or a door that can open or something yeah. like that, you're like, oh, great. On to the next one. <laughs> uh, how do you coach your clients? Like, do you have to be like, Okay, back up to the surface. Now you do this. Now we go back down. Like. <laughs> I I try and talk to them beforehand um, as much as I can. Yeah, I'll I'll send them pictures of examples and things and um, different poses, things that they can like mentally prepare themselves for, and something that you can you can practice in the mirror and see what looks right for you when you're doing this or that, you know, cause some mm -hmm. people can look awkward doing something like this. <laughs> Other people can look like you're just like, I'm dead. And then by the time you get to the pool, then um, I'll, I'll try and explain to them, okay, really soft and slow movements and mm -hmm. let the water move you instead of the other way around. Because um, once you go underwater, a lot of people start to freak out and they go, <laughs> and then the face goes all out of whack. And like when you when you take in a breath, a lot of people tend to go. Yeah, I just was like, with you talking about it, I was thinking about how I do it. <laughs> yeah, so you kind of have to tell people, okay, when you when you take a breath, take it into your chest and then let go and keep it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a very tricky thing, really, because you you want them to look natural underwater, and you want to try and help them not not get water up their nose as too. <laughs> so it's 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 tricky explaining that, but if if they're at least accustomed to swimming or some sort of being underwater, then it's it's not that bad. Like mm -hmm. you only need them to be underwater for three three to ten seconds max. Yeah. yeah. Um. In that time, you can get quite a lot of shots done, and you you really just want at least two of them to be sharp. So. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. My um, where my daughter goes swimming, they pride themselves on teaching them how to go under the water. And when she first started, I think it was about three months of her doing lessons, and they did an underwater photo shoot with her, and I was just like. I had every faith in her, but I was so nervous for her because I was thinking, oh, my gosh, not only has she got to deal with the swimming, she's got to deal with looking the right way, she's a baby, how is she going to do it? Got the photos back and I was like, that is insane. She's a yeah. She was even smiling. I was like, how? I just don't get it. I think it's so natural for them because, like, they're so used to being in the water in your tummy, right? So mm -hmm. when they come out, they still they still remember that. Yeah. So I think for a long time, especially right after birth, 
the, the quicker you can get them swimming or learning to be in the water, the easier they adapt it because they're like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, I remember this. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think they have that reflex, don't they, until about six months old about the like already knowing how to hold their breath. Yeah. So we started Bella at five months and she just, she's an absolute natural. She just, she that's her happy place being underwater. So we'll have to come and do a shoot with you. Yeah, that would be so much fun. Oh my gosh. I've had a few babies where I've done um, shoots with them and it is so much fun. They're so cute underwater. Yeah. <laughs> I took I took uh, Rosalie today as well and I, I decided I'm going to try and dip her in the water because I <laughs> Uh, uh, how did it go? <laughs> she just like I, I don't know what she did on was because she was with me i looked at the pictures afterwards i was like what is she doing <laughs> <laughs> and then we just dunked her with me and it came back up she's like, <gasps> oh. <laughs> I, like, I think i terrorized her a little bit but <laughs> uh, <laughs> she didn't enjoy the water though she loves being in the water so once you yeah. come up and she's like oh i'm fine <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. I love it. So what, are you, what would you say your, like, ideal clients are that approach you? Are they, like, doing engagement shoots underwater? Are they doing, like, maternity pics? Like, what is your, like, target market, I'd say? For underwater, I think my my eventual target market would be um, wedding couples because mm. I'd love to do trash the dress sort of pictures. Yeah. Um, you only keep them for a, a small amount of time in the water then because you only need about like two or three specific pictures for that and um so it's not a lot of time but yeah i would love to do that i think that's what what grabbed my attention about underwater photography the first time um and but besides that i really do love maternity underwater yeah. i think it's absolutely gorgeous and um any yeah any sort of like girls with dresses that that love that sort of thing you have to really enjoy being underwater wanting to be underwater because yeah. if you don't like it if you're scared of the water it's going to show really badly in the pictures <laughs> so i think that about a lot of clients when they come to me as well and they go oh, i hate having my picture taken and i think oh no you're gonna look a little uncomfortable you know like yeah. have to kind of forget that we're there and just enjoy the moment yeah and the thing is with underwater you you can't really do that outside you mm -hmm. can you can distract them and you can easily still make them comfortable and get some really nice shots but mm -hmm. underwater if you're not comfortable your body is going to reject what you're trying to tell it to do <laughs> yeah there's yeah, definitely a limitation with the underwater i think like i can't imagine not being able to direct clients yeah like, i'd find i'd personally find that really hard because i could just imagine me coming back up to the surface thinking for christ's sake they're not getting it why <laughs> yeah basically like with underwater you need to have one idea in your mind and then communicate that and then you do that one thing underwater yeah <laughs> come up you show them you say okay maybe we should try tweak a little bit this way or that way they're like oh yeah yeah cool okay let's go and then you take it from there so it's a it's a very slow process when you're doing underwater mm. it's fun though so. yeah <laughs> I, I just think the, the the shots that you produce are just 
incredible. I think there's something about being underwater that just seems to make everyone just look effortlessly cool. It does. It does. I think it just it makes anyone and everyone look graceful and in a, in a dream world. That's that's how I feel about it. So, so yeah, but oh, so much. So moving forward. Obviously, you want to be taking like your business either part time or sort of full time, depending mm-hmm. on Rosalie. Yeah. How? What's your time scales? How soon do you want to be doing more of that? Well, the sooner the better, really, because um, I don't, I don't know. I I I prefer not to put her in in a in a school or mm. any sort of after school care or anything. I'd rather just leave her with her dad. Yeah. and um, try weaning her so that she only needs me in the morning and at night yeah. and um yeah so it depends on her really but um for me like the sooner i could get into full time the better i would i would do that like from the get-go by yeah. <laughs> having an extra job thing but you're, you'll definitely find your way with it uh, we're very much the same as you like i i don't really well, I don't leave her with anyone other than her dad um, when I'm working. So I, I kind of take like the evenings and weekends to be when I work. But then, like you say about the whole weaning thing, um, Bella's still breastfeeding. So mm. sometimes in the night time she'll wake up. So I've got a few things scheduled coming up in the evenings. And I think I'm going to have to like pause what I'm doing and <laughs> go and feed her. And the thing is, is, she doesn't really wake up. She just asks for me and goes straight back to sleep. Wow. <laughs> and I, yeah, I just feed her and then she's straight back off. But obviously when you're working, that's that can be difficult. But I guess, how do you manage being a mum and a business owner? Uh, <laughs> it comes. Um, because you can't really plan, can you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can plan to the best of your ability. But like on Sunday, I did a wedding. It was a full day, full day wedding. And that's been my first full day of work since before Rosalie. Um, so I had no idea what to expect. So luckily I had Johan with me and he he stayed with me the whole day. So basically I would it um, while we're driving and then I'd leave her with him and I'd go off and do my thing for like an hour or two or such. And then come back to the car and <laughs> we'd go on to the next thing and I'd feed her a little bit again if she wants. Yeah. And she seemed to be really good with it. So she was pretty pretty nice about it all. So she made it really easy for me that day. And I, I think going forward, I'll probably do the same. So I'll just, I'll, he knows what to, to give her during the day while I'm gone. And, mm-hmm. then, and then just make sure that I'm not long... Uh, away for longer like three hours and three or four hours at a time because yeah. then he starts really screaming complaining like where's mom you know and then, um, so but she'll get used to that again and i think so i i basically build my whole business around her like what i can deal with with mm-hmm. her with me or with her without me <laughs> Yeah, and if I can't manage them, like go away, we're gonna have to figure out something else. <laughs> uh, um, it's nice to hear another mum say that because I feel so sad for mums 
that actually maybe don't work for themselves and have this ticking time bomb, like I was only saying yesterday, the ticking time bomb of the nine months going back to their job, mm. not, have, not really having a backup kind of like we had. And then, you know, you can't be as picky with your hours when you work for someone else. You know, you have to, you have to do what they're asking of you because that's the whole point of work. And I think... Yeah. I feel sorry for not just mums but parents in society that kind of have to deal with going back to work and then now with everything with COVID as well like it just adds a whole new element and I feel really lucky that I'm able to just work for myself and like you say everything gets planned around Bella completely everything like I give um, clients like an hour time slot in which I'll turn up in case she needs me or she needs feeding or she's still asleep on me or whatever like that. So that I've got a bit of buffer and I'm not late. Um, and I think because I've been upfront about that, people have been really accepting of it. So, That's so far, nice to hear, actually. Yeah, so far I haven't had, and I sh I'm sure there wouldn't be anyway, I haven't had any complaints about that because I've been so sort of setting those expectations up front and making sure that people are aware why and like you I mean, if I'm if I'm away for a long time I just take um, Robert Bella in the car and if she needs me I'll just pop back yeah it just seems to work out better that way like mm. at least so far like everyone that I've been doing shoots with I I somehow know them personally as well <laughs> so they all know that I've got her so they understand you know what my journey has been so far and i'm just like okay just remember she's going to be there she'll be off to the side but don't worry she, she won't be intruding yeah. <laughs> but yeah it'll be nice though when when she's a little bit older and stuff and she can just like keep herself busy with things or run around with you and mm -hmm. just keep on working and stuff i i know quite a few photographers actually that do do that where the kitties just stay at work with them and they're growing the business so they have employees working for them and and yeah. at some point they all just become family the kitties play there and they they get used to everyone that that you work with everyone yeah. kind of acts like a village helping oh, you that's, out. Nice. That's, that's like living the dream that's living 19 months right now i can't imagine her being on set with me or being in the room with clients because she would absolutely steal the show and I wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, fun. It changes your life, doesn't it? It's like in so many ways that you don't expect it to. It's... Yeah, I don't think anyone can, no one can really prepare you for motherhood until you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. So, back to the business side of things what advice would you give to other business owners right now sort of during the covid times and also if they've got their own families is there sort of one golden bit of advice that you could offer up and be like do this and everything will be okay hmm. i i think quite honestly take one day out of the week where you don't do anything Mm. where you take a breather for me i don't work on saturdays i just don't <laughs> i never will and um i i don't regret it one single day of my life um i've done that now the last 10 years and it 
it makes such a difference to your workflow, to your how your brain works, to your creativity, and um, it's it's such an amazing tool to use. Really, it, just take that day and focus on your family, go out, take a breather, you know, recharge from the rest of the week, and forget about all the nonsense and just like kind of restart. <laughs> Yeah. let's go again, let's go again. Yeah. I think quite honestly especially with COVID that has been the biggest saving grace for me because we we use Saturdays to spend going to church spending it with family having a nice meal you know mm -hmm. um, me and Johan spending the whole day like with Rosalie and her playing around I think she loves it more than anyone else in the world too because she's like oh both mom and dad yay <laughs> that's so cute i Sorry. definitely feel like i'm guilty of not doing that now i work for myself i think when i worked for other people it was so very easy to take those weekend days and be like right you know i'm not working that's it i'm done um i'll be like oh 24 <laughs> 7. yeah yeah now i feel like I can't help myself, especially when everything's connected to my phone and I'll get like a client pop up and ask me something or a new client inquiry and I just can't leave it even if, you know, and I would have left it if I'd worked for someone else. Yeah, true, true. It's it's hard, like it's hard in the beginning making that sort of choice um, and kind of sticking to it as well. But it's like any other, other thing you start doing, like you only need to do it a few times and suddenly it kicks in and you're like okay i'm never going back i'm never going back on this <laughs> so that yeah, it, it changes you it really does yeah i need to i need to book off saturdays as well <laughs> <laughs> i'm with you <laughs> all for it all for it <laughs> we have a big party on saturday <laughs> we have all the kids together <laughs> go for it <laughs> oh, that would be great so last question but not least what is your favorite chocolate in the world? Oh my goodness. <laughs> dark chocolate. Oh, really? Through and through dark chocolate. Any, any, any dark chocolate. Mm, healthy <laughs> chocolate. Oh, well, well I don't know. But, <laughs> but um, at the moment, I've got a 70% dark chocolate with salted caramel in it in the mm. cupboard. That could be the death of me. <laughs> That sounds amazing. I like the dark chocolate with the little raspberry pieces in. Ooh, that's nice too. Mm. Any sort of like uh, those, those gooey bits. You know, with uh, Quality Street, is it Quality Street? They have those raspberry, strawberry, whatever. Yes, the cream ones. Ones. Yeah, the dark chocolate on the outside and the strawberry. Ooh. Oh, yeah, they are my favorite as well. I like it at Christmas when they bring out packets of just those ones. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know they did that. I'm yeah. Have a look in Tesco's because that's where they usually are. But mm. I can't eat too many of those ones because I start to feel a bit ill with all that fondant cream in the middle. But it's probably a good thing because it lasts me a long time then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I limit myself to like one square a day. <laughs> that is willpower. I can't, I don't do one square, one square turns into two squares. It needs to last me for as long as possible, okay? No, you're doing it the right way. I'm definitely doing it right. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Yeah. We all have our little secrets, don't we? <laughs> true, true. There comes a day where you're just like, ah, oh, finishing with my old picnic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, most of my days end up being those days. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've, I've got some key points to take away from you, Mandy. Saturday, <laughs> one square of chocolate a day. Shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've absolutely loved catching up with you. It's been too long. Um, thank you so much for doing this interview. With me. Oh, thank you. It was nice being able to catch up. I felt so bad not being able to come to Bella's birthday when you organised that. I was like, oh, I really oh, want to be there. Okay. <laughs> you do live very far away. I'll let you off. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <Not at> oh. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much, and um, I will talk to you soon. All righty. Thank you, and have a lovely afternoon. You too. See you soon. Bye. Bye.